you, Jason. I find you challenging too. In the, all the right ways too. No, it's awesome. You can take your seats, church. It is always a privilege and an honour to stand up here and bring the Word of God. It's always a privilege that Pastor Brendan gives all of us, that he would trust us enough and our walk before God that we can stand up here and bring a word in season to the church. And this morning we are going to read from the Bible. That's right, we are going to read from the Bible And we're going to start in the Gospel of Luke. And uh, I love the Gospels because they give us the account of Jesus' life and the things that he did in his 33 years. And we know that Jesus, it was actually the age of 30 that he actually started his teaching and ministry on earth. And we're going to read from Luke 6. And um, if you've read Luke 6 before and in the Gospels, it's one of Jesus' most famous sermons known as the Sermon on the Mount. I don't know how long this actually would have um, taken him, you know, the words to say. It might have been five minutes, ten minutes, but these powerful words from the Sermon on the Mount are just full of gold. And I wish we had time this morning to mine all of them, but we don't. But we're just going to have a look at the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to pick it up from Luke 6, 43 to 45 from the NIV. The notes are on the uh, Bible app, so feel free to jump on there. Or you can um, check out the screens for the notes as well this morning. So we're picking up Luke 6, 43 to 45, and it goes like this. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognised by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. And this is 45. I want you to hear this verse this morning because this is the one that we're going to focus on. So these are the words of Jesus teaching the people. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings up evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The definition of storage or to store is to keep or accumulate something for future use or have a supply of something useful. To store meaning to keep or accumulate for sometime in the future use. I reckon if I asked you all, you would have in your house somewhere storage areas, right? Our fridge is a storage area for our cold food that we're not quite ready to eat yet, but we're going to get there eventually, you know, filled with the essentials. Then we have our pantries that are storage areas as well for all, you know, those extra things that we need to fill our tum-tums when we're hungry. Maybe you've got storage cupboards. Maybe it's clutter, but, you know, it's stuff that you'll use in the future. My husband calls me, you know, a hoarder sometimes because you never quite know when you're going to need things, right? Those little extra little bits and pieces of craft items. I have a craft cupboard. It's organised chaos, but you never know when you're going to need the stuff, So, you know, I've got it in there for when I need it next. But I actually have some secret storage in my house. Don't tell anybody about this. Well, actually, you can because my husband and daughter found my secret storage. I I actually had secret storage next to my bed. 
And in my secret storage, I had a stash of chocolates and lollies. And uh, the reason that I had to put them in secret storage is if they're normally in the pantry, I might only get one or two of those things left because you know what it's like. Sometimes you need the sugar cravings and the daughter and the husband would see it and take it. But I wanted to take it slowly and have one at a time. So I had this secret storage stash, looked a little bit like this in my drawer at home. And uh, I think it was actually Lily that busted me the first time. She's like, "Uh, mum, I was just wondering what all those lollies were in your uh, drawer next to the bed. I was like, oh, busted. But also in storage, you know, we, uh, we buy those essentials from the shop sometimes when they're half price. Is anybody else there a bargain shopper that you store that pantry for especially the healthy food when it's half price, right? Yes, like peanut butter. Anybody love you know, the natural peanut butters when they're half price in storage, people? And this one has been lying sideways and I now have oil all over my hand. But it's natural oil, so it's okay. And... Uh, We like to store up on these things. So we do, oh, Pastor Brendan, you were awesome. Thank you. So we have, uh, you know, the potential for good and bad storage, but we all have storage somewhere. And this verse that we just read in verse 45, and it will go back on the screen, said, a good man brings good thing out of the good stored up in his heart. Or an evil man brings out evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. This verse talks about storage. What's in our hearts stored there for future use? And so this morning, the title of my message is, What's in Your Storage? What's in the storage, not in your cupboard at home, but like what Jesus said here, what's in the storage of your heart? What's in the storage of your heart this morning? How do we know what is stored in our heart? We see in this verse, that last line, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. We know what is stored in our heart by the words that come out of our mouth. And countless times through Scripture, we see the power of the tongue. And I wanted to put up every single verse in the Bible that talks about the power of our words. And I couldn't, but um, if you do look on the app, I think I put about uh, 20 verses on there that talk about the power of the tongue. Church, there is power in our words. Incredible power in our words. Power to heal or power to destroy. Matthew 15, 8 says, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and defiles a person. Matthew 12, 37, for by your words you will be justified or you will be condemned. Proverbs 16, 24, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. First Peter, Proverbs 11, Proverbs 26, Proverbs 10, James 3, Colossians 3, Proverbs 29, Colossians 4, 6. All these talk about the power of the tongue. And so when I see the power of the tongue, we need to be really aware of what we've got in storage in our heart. What have we got in storage from our heart? 
because what's in storage will come from our mouths. See, when I was preparing this message and God was, you know, revealing all this stuff to me, there was something that he revealed that took this, uh, this verse to another level. See, sometimes when we talk about words and the power of the tongue, we think of the external words that we speak out. But church, I think it's more than this. But it's also the internal words that we speak to ourselves. It's also the external words that we think about, talk about internally. And that takes it to a whole nother level. Because speaking out words are powerful, but what we say to ourselves and our inner chatter is also just as powerful as those words that we're talking about that come out loud. We are constantly talking to ourselves. We're constantly talking to ourselves more than we're actually talking. Well, some of us, some of us ladies have got the gift of the gab. I know some men do too, and we do. they do say that women have a, you know, a word count for the day that we need to get through. And you know what? Men just suck it up. Just let us do our talking and then, you know, we'll move on. But we do a lot of internal chatter just as we do external. And so we, again, need to be careful. The power of our internal words are just as powerful as our external ones. So what is this good and bad storage? What is it all about? Well, the Bible is a great place to go. And in Colossians 3, we see Paul talking to the church in Colossae. Now, if you do a little bit of research about Colossians, Paul actually writes this letter to the Colossians while he is in prison in about 62 AD, which is a really long time ago. And uh, he had actually never been to Colossae before, but he had sent people there and he knew all about them and he knew that they had heard the truth about Jesus. Excuse me. And so he, uh, he got a report that the church had started to have some false doctrines starting to come in to their world and, and they'd been starting to hear these things and all these rumours. And so he wanted to write to them, these people who already had had a revelation of God, just to remind them of his truths. And you know what, church? We need the reminder of God's truth today as much as the Colossians and the church in Colossus needed back then. If it was good enough for them, I reckon it's good enough for us today. And so we're going to pick it up from Colossians 3. And here Paul is encouraging them in our faith. And I pray that it encourages us in our faith today as well, as we learn what good and bad storage is in our hearts. It's really, really clear. Colossians 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. He's already saying with them, you've already had a revelation of who God is. You know the truth. But then he says, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I don't think it could be any plainer what good and bad storage is. Good storage is having our heart set on godly things 
And therefore the bad stories like is here, our heart is set on earthly things. What is coming out of our heart? Is our heart set on the godly things or is our heart set on earthly things? Let's have a look at soaring up bad, our heart set on earthly things. If we continue on in Colossians 3, Paul continues, but now you must also rid yourselves of these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. I love this because it reminds us, even though we're saved, even though we know Jesus, it doesn't mean that these things won't slip back into our lives. These things, our words can easily be filled with anger, rage, malice, slander, filth, and lies, and not just externally, but internally to ourselves. See, sometimes the things that we say to ourselves we think is truth, but it's actually lies. Sometimes the internal dialogue inside of us is not God's truth, but it's actually lies, and we're not even aware of what's going on. See, many, many things can impact our inner dialogue and cause bad storage in our heart. Our failures, our shortcomings, missed opportunities, insecurities, comparison, gossip, pride. Getting caught up in the cares of the world, listening to the news, media, socials, more than the Word of God. Sometimes it could be the lure of wealth, like it said, our heart set on earthly things, straining and striving of more for me, wanting more. God doesn't say that we can't have nice things, but what is your heart motivation for those things? Is your heart set on the godly things or on worldly things? It's so easy to let these things slip in and we don't even realise that we're creating bad storage in our lives that comes out in our words. But after having a look at the bad, let's have a look at good storage, right? Let's have a look at the good storage. Our heart is set on godly things. Heart is set on godly things and we continue in Colossians 3. Paul continues to encourage them. And in verse 12, he says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another any grievances that you have against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as all members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Colossians 4, 5 also says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer everyone. See, I think we know when we've got good storage, because our words will be filled with compassion, kindness, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, love, peace, thankfulness, and grace, just like Paul has reminded the church back then. 
It also continues at the end of that scripture. It says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all for God with thankfulness. With thankfulness. See, I think it's in the unexpected times that it actually shows what's in our storage tank. In the unexpected times... What comes out of our mouths internally and externally shows what we've been storing up, good or bad. And it reminds me of Paul and Silas in prison. They'd healed this lady, then they'd been unfairly um, arrested, beaten, then put in prison, locked up, hands, the whole thing put in the back. Now, I think if, if that was me, what words would be coming out of my mouth? I'd been beaten, I'd been tied up unjustly doing the work of God, put in prison. What are the words coming out of my mouth? And in Acts it tells us, it wasn't bitterness, it wasn't uh, unforgiveness. What came out of their mouths is what they started to worship. They started to praise God with kindness, compassion, humility. Why, church? Because they had good storage in their hearts. Prior to that time, they had their eyes focused on heavenly things, not the cares of the world. And that's why in that moment, that's what they could do. Because the good storage, the things of God were in their hearts that they just had to overflow out of their mouths. Can I tell you, I'd love to say that when tough times come, this is exactly what comes out of my mouth. Oh God, so wonderful, so lovely for these trials and tribulations. Not always true, church. Sometimes I think we think that will come out, but when the tough time comes... I wonder what really comes out. See, at the end of last year, I had to um, finish out my job early because of some health concerns. And um, what I found was alarming what was coming out of the storage of my heart. It was negativity. It was, I'm not good enough. This was more internal than external of what I was saying. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. All these things going on internally because I had started in my storage, started to care more about the cares of the world and what I could achieve or couldn't achieve than having my eyes focused on Him more than that. But I've been a Christian my whole life. I know God, I know the Scriptures, I know everything about Him, but what God is encouraging us is, it's what we're doing every single day to build up the storage in our heart so that when the tough time comes, what will come from the overflow of our heart? What comes from the overflow of our heart? Church, more and more as Christians, we are being persecuted. More and more in our world, the unknown is happening. But what will come out of our hearts when these tough times come? Will we lie down and gossip and slander and feel defeated? Or will we have built up the good storage in our hearts that it will overflow from our mouth and in our world? That people in the world will go, what is up with you? You are different. 
The words that come out of your heart are weird because it's different, but it comes because of the storage. What we've been putting on the inside, storing inside that will come up at another time. Good storage is setting our minds on things above. And not just once off, but daily church. It's not just a good idea that somebody thought, oh, well, maybe you should pray every day, you know, kind of be a good thing to do. But what you're doing is storing in your heart, storing the things of God in your heart for when tough times come and they will come, when the unexpected comes and it will come, that your words that flow out of your mouth externally but internally to yourself will be seasoned with salt of the goodness of God for His heart towards you, knowing how loved and treasured and the beloved that you are. I believe we can do it through His Word and through worship. Just two things. Getting into His Word. The Bible is alive. It was written a long, long time ago. But it is just as alive and relevant to us today as it was back then. Can I encourage you, there is times when it is flipping hard to read your Bible, when you feel they're just like stale words. But can I encourage you, just ask the Father to help you get to that place where it's lighting up when you read those pages. Can I encourage you, get a concordance, get a commentary, start looking at what is happening at that time in the Bible because it will just continue constantly change the way that you read the Word. Read it of Him speaking to you for what's going on in your life because it's building up good storage. Good storage, but also worship. Oh, the power of our tongue when we worship the Father. It shuts down the soul and it lets the Spirit rise up because we're declaring to ourselves and other people, but the storage in our heart that God is bigger, God is greater than anything else. And more and more, church, I believe we need to have that good storage strong in our lives. We need to know who God is and declare in worship and His Word. I wonder this morning, if I was to ask you, what's in storage in your heart today? And you'll know by the words that have been spoken, maybe externally, but internally. Maybe this morning, God is just so kindly and beautifully just talking to you, maybe. God is a good God. He doesn't condemn. He's not harsh. He does it beautifully and softly to each of us. He gives us free will. He's so gracious. But maybe He wants more for you this morning. Maybe He wants to take you deeper than you ever have before. Maybe it's time to stop getting your eyes off the cares of the world, but focus them on heaven. Focus on the things above of His goodness towards our life more than that. I can't promise you though, if we do that, that the cares of the world aren't gonna come back because they will. But when we prioritise Jesus and what He's done for us and make that stronger and store up in our heart, that will be the thing that comes out. 
This morning I've asked the team to prepare a song. And it's just time for us to reflect and have time with Jesus to worship. And the song is called Let It Be Jesus. Because I know for me, when tough times come, it's not always Jesus the first name that I call. Sometimes it's Dr. Google. Sometimes it's my husband. Maybe sometimes it's a friend. Sometimes it's my fear that I listen to before I listen to Jesus. But this morning, we're going to just spend a little bit of time creating some good storage just by worshipping, remembering who He is in our lives, reminding ourselves that no matter what comes, let it be Jesus, the first name that we call because of the storage in our hearts. Let Him speak to you during this time. He's a good God. He's a gracious God. You can sit and sing this song or you can stand whatever you feel led to do. It's completely up to you. And when the song finishes, I'm going to come up and close and pray.